Mavs fans, and welcome to another episode of Mavs Content Crazy. I am your host, David C., as always. Hey there, Mavs fans, and welcome to another episode of Mavs Content Crazy. I'm your host, David C., as always, and in today's episode, an insane Luka Stepback leads the Mavericks to another victory over the Boston Celtics, 110-107, to and have the Mavericks started to gain some momentum, even without Porzingis. So... Let's just get right into this one here. This was one heck of a game. And for me personally, I got to be there for it. And it made it just that much more special to watch and witness what Luca did there in the arena. The fans were going crazy. What little of us there were in the arena. But man, Luca just just finds new ways to blow your mind every day you watch him play. This was a game where the Mavericks were definitely shorthanded in the big man department, and Boston actually has some pretty good big guys back there. But even without Maxi, who was hurt in this game, even without Porzingis, who is still out in this game, and as a side note for Porzingis... It was a little interesting that he wasn't there to see Luca hit that step back to win the game. He already had headed back to the locker room. I want to read more into that probably than I should because if you actually watch the game, Porzingis was actually cheering for pretty much every shot that the Mavericks made, especially some of those Tim Hardaway dunks that we'll get into here shortly. And on some of Luca's shots and things like that, Porzingis was really into the game and cheering and doing those kind of things. So I don't want to say that uh, it's become toxic after all these trade rumors going on. But, um, you know, hopefully it's nothing and he just maybe thought the game was over and we were probably going to go to overtime. That's probably what he was thinking. But, hey, Luka hits the shot, the Mavericks win. And as I said a second ago, Luka, you just... You really are. You're you're out of adjectives to describe this guy. He hit two huge threes at the end of this game to give the Mavericks the lead. Of course, Boston tied it after the lead initially on that first three and then proceeded to hit another insane three-pointer with two defenders on him, one being Kimball Walker rushing at Luka, and it still didn't matter because he still hit the shot over both defenders to seal the game away just like it was against the Clippers from basically the same spot on the court, maybe another step further in this one, but just insane, insane to watch Luka do these things. And I I can't say this enough, man, I'm glad that they are letting fans back in the arena. It was so, so fun to be there for this one. 
Luca in his insanity goes off for 31 points, 10 rebounds, and 8 assists. He was 11 of 23 from the field, 6 of 8 from the three-point line in his 37 minutes. 6 of 8 from the three-point line. It's what we talked about in the previous game where he had kind of a down game this last one when it comes to his three-point shooting, but he had actually been on a pretty good tear as far as the shooting goes from the three-point line the last few games, and it definitely carried over into this one. Luca just, he just makes the right play, and, and I guess sometimes it can be taken for granted when you're, at the, uh, when you're watching at home and things like that, but when you're at the game, getting to see how he runs the floor and how he spreads things out for this Maverick team, it just it just becomes so much more special. Uh, in this game, as I said earlier, it, it's sad when you don't have your complete set against the Boston Celtics because when you're missing Maxi, when you're missing KP, Boston is a team that's just really had our number over the past few years, and uh, it was good to see us come out and have a game like this against them. Luca, just as I said working the floor, making everything happen, even with Boban in the game today who had no chance, uh, no choice but to play some serious minutes for the Mavericks in this one because we were so short-handed as far as the big men go. So we were kind of forced to play Boban, but Luca was able to connect with him on so many just nice passes and things like that. He actually did a pass between uh, Tice's legs to Boban for one of Boban's scores, and it's just... A little bit of Trey Youngish, because Luca did that, I believe, his rookie year a couple times, but we haven't seen much of that from him uh, last year and this year. But for him to still show that he can do those exciting things, kind of like a Trey Young type pass between people's legs, because I think Trey Young does that more than anybody in the league. But Luca had to do this. Luca had to give it his all in this game because when you look on the other side, Boston does have just two All Star guys over there. The guys that they have in Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, these two guys are are exceptional. Any one of these guys could pretty much lead a team, and the fact that they have two of them on one team and them still being as young as they are, Boston is a team to be reckoned with when it comes to the Eastern Conference. And then you got Kimba Walker to throw in the mix as well. They have a lot of ways that they can hurt you. Kimba Walker tried to hurt us early in this game, and then he did make some shots in the fourth quarter. He was real quiet in between, but... Kimbo is a guy that we've seen really play well against the Mavericks, especially when we played them last season where he just was really going off on us every time we played them. But in this one, you're talking about three guys who each had over 20 points and in certain times of the game kind of took control. Tatum, again, was in the fourth quarter. Tatum had 28 points, six rebounds, and four assists. While Jalen Brown had 29 points, 7 rebounds, and 5 assists. Followed up by Kimball Walker, who had 21 points, 4 rebounds, and 3 assists. That's pretty good. When you're talking about a big 3, that's the kind of production you expect to get out of them. But unfortunately in this game, it wasn't enough for the Boston Celtics. Because Luka was not going to allow us to lose. And he definitely had plenty of help in this game. Tim Hardaway Jr. is a guy who is just really just starting to excel for this Maverick team. And between him and his bench partner, Jalen Brunson, again, it comes down to the same four players in this game, just like the last game that helped secure. Early in the 
game, it was Josh Richardson, who actually had 14 points in the first half along with Luka and was really just fighting his shot. From the mid-range, Richardson is, is deadly. <laughs> I think we've seen enough of it so far this season that if he gets anywhere near that painted area, it doesn't really matter what kind of shot he shoots, whether it be one-handed, a floater, or anything else, even one of those funny little push shots, he finds a way to get those shots to go. So it's good to have a guy like that in the mid-range who's a mid-range assassin. It's something that we've always missed on this Maverick team, especially the past few years where we've become so three-point dependent. But in this one, to have Richardson get off to an early good start with Luka, it kept the Mavericks right there in the game. And we were only down by one at half, even with really no help besides Richardson uh, for Luka in the first half really doing anything. But Tim Hardaway Jr. kind of got going a little bit in the second quarter and in the third quarter and kind of helped carry things over for the Mavericks. But Richardson in this game to start next to Luka had 16 points, four rebounds, and one assist. He was 7-12 from the field and 2-4 of four from the three-point line in his 29 minutes. So from Richardson, I will take 50% three-point shooting. I will take every bit of that. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with what he did there. I, I think he is a guy who's just starting to come along and find his niche with this Maverick team now. We did have a lot of time off, and I think that kind of helped some of these guys solidify their role. And Luca, of course, right now is back in takeover mode in the fourth quarters. And that's exactly what we need for our team to keep on winning and having the success that we're having right now. Because in a ridiculous set of circumstances, the Mavericks just had no choice but to start Dwight Powell and James Johnson <laughs> at your uh, power forward slash center uh, in this game. And that was because Boston does have some pretty good size and some guys that can move around out there and... As much as people want to say bad things about Dwight Powell and James Johnson, without what they did for this team early in the game, especially James Johnson, who did have some good plays for the Mavericks, we would have been in trouble early in this game. And, and Powell is just playing solid defense right now. And I never really thought I would say those words. <laughs> but after being there in the arena, watching Powell compete for the minutes that he was out there, because it was really limited. He only played 10 minutes in this game. He had four points and two rebounds. But in those 10 minutes he was out there, he really just battles as hard as he can and gives you all he got because power is just so limited. Now, James Johnson in this game had some nice plays in the first quarter, had another nice play in the second quarter, and he actually played some heavy minutes for the Mavericks in this game. James Johnson played 28 minutes. He scored eight points, three rebounds, and three assists. And just was, as, as I said, a, a guy who really did help this Mavericks team. He was four of eight from the field, but he did miss all his three-point shots in this game, which James Johnson's three-point shot is a little funny looking. <laughs> he just, he seems to wind it up for way too long and gives defenders too much time to uh, get back on him. And it, it's, it's definitely something that uh, is going to hinder him as far as three-point shot making goes, but you know. In the first half, first quarter, I think Luka kind of teased for the Mavericks what he was planning to do for us at the end of the game because he did hit a buzzer beater at the end of the first after pulling off an insane set of moves on Jalen Brown. And after he did that, I think he probably gave himself some confidence. I just can't say enough how how 
if you look at our starting five in this game, again, as I said a little earlier, there wasn't a whole lot of help for Luka other than Richardson in the starting lineup, and Richardson did all his damage in the first half because the bench duo strikes again and helps this Maverick team secure this victory, and that is just Tim Hardaway Jr. <laughs> I just... He had two pretty big dunks in this game, and one of them was a two-handed pump dunk as he went past some defenders in the second quarter, and I don't know what has gotten into Tim Hardaway Jr., but I am loving every minute of it. Tim Hardaway in this game went for 14 points, two rebounds, and three assists. He was 6-17 from the field, but he was... A dismal 0 of 8 from the three-point line in his 24 minutes out there. So even though he was having some difficulty from the three-point line, he found a way to still help this Maverick team win. Boston is a really good defensive team, and they really were crowding Hardaway. And when they weren't crowding him, he was pulling up from way out to shoot some of these three-point shots. And it just wasn't going for him. He wasn't having the Luka range in this game. So he did struggle from out there, but... Giving some of those two-point shots and dunks that he was able to do for the team really, really helped this Maverick team and keep the momentum going for themselves. And then the guy who just seems to be as consistent as can be, especially in the fourth quarter, is Jalen Brunson. Jalen went for 22 points, two rebounds, and two assists. He was five of seven from the three-point line. And 6 of 11 from the field overall in his 30 minutes out there on the court. I, I can't say enough about Brunson right now. This guy is really, really helping this Maverick team. As we switch to more of an offensive dynamic, he's a guy who is just becoming so efficient for the Mavericks right now. His three-point shooting is always on point in the fourth quarter. He's a good and willing passer. And he's also really good at getting fouls drawn on the opponent. So... Brunson is a guy that we just really couldn't do without on the bench right now. <laughs> Between him and Hardaway Jr., it's it's they're really it's it's immeasurable what they're able to do for this Maverick team coming in off the bench. We're talking at least thirty to forty points between these two guys, and that's just going on the light side, especially the way things have been lately. These guys have been putting up almost 15, 50 points a game between the two of them, and that's. That is as impressive as you can get for two bench guys on an organization, let alone one. When you got one good bench guy, and most teams have one really good bench scorer who comes in for them, well, the Mavericks have two. And Hardaway, as I said, who didn't even really hit a three-pointer in this game, is still a dynamic scorer and creator for this Maverick team when he needs to be. So this is a game where I just... <laughs> I was so excited watching everything in the arena, watching the fans, interacting with some of my fans out there. So that was definitely fun. And I just want to make sure I give a shout out to Roshad Jones, who I actually seen up there, arena, one of the crazies and listening in and tuning into the podcast. And it's, it's good to interact with some of the fans out there. Exciting to see the fans back in the arena and have some fun with some of these guys as uh, we had a little uh, flashlight tag going out, going on out there in the arena tonight. So it was it was a fun interaction, fun to have the fans out there, exciting to see the Mavericks secure a win like this against a good Boston Celtics team. 
even though they are a struggling team right now, still, Boston is a team who, as I said at the beginning of this pod, has just really had the Mavericks number. They've done really, really well against us in the past few years, and usually it contributes to a win on their side, but in this one, the Mavericks were able to do it, and obviously, with two of our centers being out in this game, rebounding was going to be an issue, and as I was watching this game, I, I can't deny Emotions run a little bit higher when you're in the arena, and I was getting a little upset every time we let another rebound go right back to Boston. I want to say there was maybe, what, three possessions where we had a chance to secure the rebound, and we ended up losing the rebound, and it goes right back to a Boston player, and they drained the three. Uh, It was a little infuriating to watch how that plays out, especially as our rebounds go. And in this game, we were out-rebounded again, 53-46. to You would have liked to see that just a little bit better. If we could have got just four more rebounds and we stopped some of those threes, then this game isn't as close as it probably ended up being, especially when you got a 12-point lead with about four minutes left to go in this one. You felt a little bit like, okay, we have a chance to kind of just pull away in this one. But it didn't happen that way. And even at the three-minute mark, we were still up by 11 points before Boston just went three-point happy and put themselves right back in this game. And then, of course, Kimball Walker does hit a four-point play to keep them right there in it as well. So it came down to to one play, one possession, and the man himself, Luka, who refuses to let this Maverick team lose, definitely, definitely secured the win for the Mavericks. So Always, always exciting when you're looking at what Luca does out there on the court. And for him to be able to do this, it's just, it's magical. <laughs> for lack of a better word, for lack of a better way to say it, everything about yesterday's game was pure, pure magic. Being in the arena, watching Luca do what he does, this Maverick team is on the upward trend. It's, it's, it's all looking good right now. And the funny part is, this is all happening without Kristaps Porzingis. As we know, he is out with uh, an apparent back injury. At least we're going to say that's what the injury is because we don't know much about it other than he said it's been bothering him and it's been affecting him on the defensive side and those kind of things. But I I will say this, in the midst of all this excitement going on for the Mavericks and these wins that we're having as we've now won six of the last seven games that we have played, which is just impressive in of itself, it's a little worrisome right now when it comes to Porzingis because he's someone who I still think can work here, but we're in a, a... time in this league where players are really temperamental where feelings really boil over and in the social media world if stuff like this usually gets out then it can cause a lot of chaos and a little bit of disgruntledness (laughs) for uh, lack of a better way of saying it here it's a thing where if he is upset and now he does demand out of Dallas then what can we really do? Because as we've seen, you do not get the value back for your players once they demand out. Look at Harden, look at many other players in this league. 
But as I say that, I don't know who else is going to want to take Porzingis when you look at his injury history, when you look at his entourage and all that. If he demands out of Dallas, I don't know who else is going to really trust him, even though he's still worth a lot. And I, I just think he still works here. I just hope, Porzingis, you just let this go. Do not buy into social media madness. Do not buy into reporters saying things because I, I've had this discussion with a couple of people on Facebook and things like that. I've been watching for over 20 years. I've never missed a game. And the Mavericks do not do trade stuff in the public. They just don't. They don't put anything out in the media. Nothing ever comes out about this Maverick team. Let me ask this to anyone. Did anyone see the Porzingis trade coming? I don't think so. Did anyone see the Luka trade coming on draft day prior to right when it happened? No. We don't ever know anything until it happens when this Maverick team does trades and things like that. It just doesn't get put out it put out there in the media. Cuban takes his privacy very serious when it comes to these situations and that is to prevent players from getting upset from having trade talks and things like that. So, when I hear these reports and the fact that it came from a guy on the Bleacher Report, and I don't care if people say he's a credited reporter and this this and that, I don't care. To me, He's just trying to throw something on the wall and see if it sticks. Because obviously the Mavericks are a team that wants to improve and wants to do better. And KP is a guy who's been out of our lineup a lot. So it's easy just for a reporter to say, oh, well, yeah, that's because the Mavericks are shopping him and, and those kind of things. And if a trade does end up happening, he can just go back and reference back and say, see, look, I was right. I told you there was something going on there. But that's just Porzingis is our most obvious guy obvious guy to trade when you look at what we have and what we're doing, especially in this win streak that we're uh, basically on winning five of uh, six of the last seven games. KP hasn't played heavy minutes. Luke has pretty much been doing it by himself with the team that we have with Brunson and Hardaway Jr. And so it's easy to put Porzingis as the odd man out and say, oh, well, he's about to get traded or they're trying to gauge some trade uh, value. And I'm going to tell you right now, that's, that just seems false to me. I, 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 I may be wrong, and if I end up being wrong, so be it. But I'm going to say right now, with all my years of experience watching this Maverick team, that is just completely false. I don't think it's true. But the Mavericks are winning without Porzingis right now, so that's still good to see for this team. Worst case scenario, if the Mavericks do have to move on from KP, if we can get back a couple of players of value and maybe a pick, Maybe we don't need a superstar back, but if we can get two really good players back for him in a pick, then hey, we might be a little open to that because if Luka could get some more shooters out there on the court, then it just makes us that more deadly. Again, I'm not saying I want Porzingis gone, but I will acknowledge that the Mavericks are always looking to make trades. They're always going to do their due diligence and have conversations with people, but they're never going to reference what players those are, and it's never going to get out in the media. Just my opinion. And that's my KP rant for this episode. I just wanted to kind of throw that out there because there's just so much talk and speculation about KP right now, and I think he's a big part of our team and can still help us out. Yes, he's frail. Yes, he's not the toughest center in the league, but nobody really is anymore. And when you have his kind of shooting 
and who a guy who was averaging a double double and a thirty point double double for us in the bubble. I don't know any team that couldn't do with a thirty point double double. I don't care who you are, you definitely need that. So that's it. That's all I had to say about KP. I just wanted to throw some of that information out there. I don't want to sully this great, great win and this. So much fun that I had being up there at the arena. Thank you, Mavericks. Thank you, organization, for bringing back the fans. Thank you for doing what you can to keep us safe there. Because as we were there, they don't really let you touch much in the arena. Uh, Pretty much all the concessions, I want to say only about 10% of the total concessions in the arena were actually open. So they do a good job of keeping things clean and keeping you six feet apart and as safe as possible in there. So good job, Mavericks organization, doing what you can there to... Uh, keep all of us fans safe and allowing us to come back in the arena. So as we go back to this game and just reference some of the stats into it, the Mavericks shot 40% from the three-point line. And again, that's something that has been trending upward for this Mavericks team because early in the season, we were (laughs) not beating anyone when it came to three-point percentage at the end of some of these games. And in this one, Luka definitely helped with that 40% three-point shooting. And then you have... Boston on the other side, who only shot basically 31% from the three-point line. Good defense by the Mavericks. As I said, we only gave up 107 points in this one. Great defense from us. We did great in our previous game and only gave up 92 points in that one. And to only give up 107 to a really good Boston Celtics team is another step forward in the right direction for this Mavericks team. So I think right now we're just... We got one way to go, (laughs) and we're trending up in that right direction right now. So, great, great win. Exciting win for this Maverick team. We did have help from some of the other guys off the bench. They didn't give us a whole lot of points and things like that, but they did give us a few uh, good spurts here and there. As I said, Boban having to play heavy minutes in this game. As I say that, it's not really heavy minutes. It's just heavy minutes for Boban (laughs) because the guy just doesn't play much more than usually about six to eight minutes a game anymore for the Mavericks. But Boban himself had 10 points, eight rebounds, and one assist in 12 minutes and was a plus 13. Our highest plus minus on our team came from Boban in his limited minutes out there on the court because he's just, he's so big out there. And and when you got Luka basically uh, putting it on a silver platter for you right there at the rim, it's hard for Boban to miss because he was five of seven from the field. So, Great, great, great contributions from Boban in this one. And our other big man that we had coming off the bench was Willie Colley-Stein. He had five points and four rebounds in his 23 minutes out there along with a block. So Willie's a guy, he's he's um starting to become just a spot minute guy. And that's okay because Willie gives you a lot more energy when he's only out there for spot minutes. So I prefer that versus him starting. We know... We went on our first little winning streak when he was in the starting lineup next to Maxi, but obviously we're we're moving in a different direction right now, especially when it comes to the offensive mindset for this Maverick team. So Luca back orchestrating everything like he did last season is definitely leading to wins and leading to this Maverick team gaining the momentum that we currently are. Beating this Boston team, we needed to get this kind of confidence. Being on the national television stage, it was good for us to be out there like that. And now we move on to Thursday's game 
against the Philadelphia 76ers again on TNT at 6 o'clock. And hopefully we can get another win there and keep this momentum going. And the return of Seth Curry to Dallas as he comes back with Philadelphia. And hopefully we can spoil uh, any plans he has of having a good game against his former team in the Dallas Mavericks. So great win, exciting day, fun times, fans back in the arena, Luka hitting insane step backs to win games for us. This is the excitement. This is the energy that we need moving forward, Mavs fans. And let's rally behind our team as we move forward in this positive direction. So great win, 110 to 107 over the Boston Celtics. And let's keep on rolling. So that's everything I had for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed what you heard. If you did, make sure you hit that subscribe button, like, follow, and share with your friends. And I hope you listen in next time, Mads fans. Thanks a lot.